it's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we've got to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. So Franco Corso in Brunswick and Fuchsgrave. If I see one bloke walk out of here, give a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. They wanted to say this for as long as I can remember. The Bulldogs go through to a grand final. Can you believe it? Hello and welcome to everybody's favourite Bulldogs podcast, the Kennel Cough minus Bob Murphy, I would say. Everyone's favourite podcast minus Bob Murphy. Yeah. Do you listen to their podcast? I mean... Off the record, you know. Maybe. It's good to keep uh, an eye on y- your yeah. opposition. I'm actually in opposition analysis. Yeah, so just and to see um, where they're com- like, sh- their shortcomings are so we can make our podcast better than theirs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And maybe I've- poach a few of their star players. Thinking <laughs> yeah. on the trade trade period, we could see if we can get uh, Bob Murphy in yeah. a lucrative contract. Surely. Like, we could offer him... Um, Sin's loaded with money. Sin can throw wads of cash at oh. him. More than the Bulldogs can afford. You want some afford. coins, Bobby? <laughs> there won't be real coins. They'll just be those chocolate, chocolate ones. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, I'm Neve, and this is Caleb. And Pleasure to be here. we're going to try and put a positive spin on what happened. We were Saturday. saying how, how hard it is to put together a podcast after they lose. Mm. If only the Western Bulldogs listen to this show and then they realise that they should win so that we can make it makes our lives a lot easier. To, yeah, you know, put, and I feel like it's more enjoyable for everybody yeah. just across... They'll enjoy Most listening things. to it because they're winning and we're talking about them in such a positive light. Yeah, makes sense. Please. <laughs> I feel like everyone would be a lot happier. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're playing Carlton this Friday night, so... Who knows what, what will happen? <laughs> what a blockbuster. Well done to the AFL I think for they fixturing should give that. Every Friday night to Carlton and then no one would complain. And it'd just be like, all right, that's but Carlton's Carlton game. pretty much have... Like, they have so many Friday nights. It just does not make... Any sense whatsoever. I don't know. But we've got a few Friday nights coming up. Oh, like really? We've got Carlton, Collingwood and Adelaide all in the next couple ah. of wait, like couple of months sort of thing. Okay. Well, well, hopefully that like the, the press don't just start slamming the AFL and be like, well, why are Western Bulldogs getting Friday night games? Yeah. But I feel like Carlton's a little bit... It doesn't make as much sense as the Western Bulldogs getting Friday night games. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> just beyond but, belief. Yeah. But you can't blame us either because it's Carlton... Like big club, mm. quotation marks, Collingwood, big club, and then Adelaide in Adelaide. Oh, okay. So, and yeah. you got to make something exciting happen in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's jump into the headlines. There wasn't too many headlines this week. Um, the first one is after the game on Saturday night, and it was the, the dog's form has Be- Bevo scratching his head. He has nice long hair, so um, yep. plenty, plenty of hair to scratch there. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't feel like there's too much to go on with that. It, there's a lot of, there was a lot more questions than answers from Saturday night's game. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of hard. I think if he's scratching his head, it's kind of like... Because I, I feel like, especially after playing well for two weeks, to go over and, like, dish. And I thought maybe the, um, like, road trip would help. Yeah. Kind of, like... Um, Bring the boys together. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think they're all pretty, like, tight anyway, but it would have been something nice for them. Like, a win on the road would have mm-hmm. been cool especially because we don't go on the road too much no 
I find it season. interesting that it is such a big deal to win on the road. Like, I wonder how how hard it really is. Like, yeah, you're exactly. playing. You, obviously, you haven't got a big audience, a uh, big crowd behind you. But at the end of the day, like, it's a game of footy. Like, yeah. I don't know. I reckon it is overplayed a bit, winning on the road. I still think it's just a game. But That's I your hot take? That's my hot take. Thanks. As such a, you know, a respected footy analysis that yeah. I am for Sin Media. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I The statistics prove that it is hard to win on the road. But I just yeah. don't, like, I don't know why. I'd love to see what the main reason is why it's hard. It whether could it's, potentially just be, like, built up to be... Like yeah, an achievement if you so know what I mean. Like head, yeah. you can be like, yeah, if we win this, like as a bit of like a morale mm. booster. Like, and then for Freo, it's more like we're probably going to win this, so they come in with a bit of confidence. Yeah, yeah. No, interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, and yeah, it's a bit of a short break, like Saturday night to Friday night, and flying back from Perth and True. stuff like that. So hopefully, yeah, the big time difference over there, two hours difference. Maybe they jet lagged. Yeah, yeah, playing late Saturday night. Could be. Well, some of the players did look like they were a little bit sleepy, so mm. I think that probably plays. Yeah, into past it. their bedtime, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it was still only eight o'clock in Melbourne, so maybe not actually. Oh, you know. <laughs> um, you picked one out from the Hawthorne game. Tom Mitchell sniped. We say sniped. He elbowed. He elbowed Todd Goldstein in the Todd face. In the got face. A, uh, a fine, $1,500. Yeah. Whereas um, Zane Cordy. The Zeus. Also elbowed somebody in the face, Kayla Hooker, and received a one-match suspension. I would argue that... Brownlow protection. But also, Tom Mitchell is... I looked it up. He's 180... He's like just under six foot. So he's Todd a Goldstein, small boy. obviously like Ruckman, like six yeah. foot eight or whatever. I think um, on AFL 360, I think Robbo was like... Tom Mitchell, five foot eight, and like I'm like I don't think he's quite five foot eight, but he is like five foot one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you can see in the footage he like is on his tippy toes, like trying to elbow old mate Todd in the head, and it's kind of yep. like okay, that's cool, but how is that? You know what it is? It's because Todd Goldstein's on a sook and didn't fall down exactly. like a sack of spuds. Whereas Cal Hooker auditioning for a part-time role on Home and Away. <laughs> But I get I 100% fine. agree with you. I think um, the message needs to be to the Bulldogs boys, if you're going to elbow someone, pick your target. Pick someone that's mm. not a softie. Like yeah, exactly. Exactly. So unlucky for Cordy, but... And I don't know if it's... If I'm not seeing that correctly because I am one-eyed, but like... I mean, Michael Christian had to come out the other day and explain the whole Burton thing. Yeah. I wouldn't mind his explanation. Yeah. Maybe he did and it got lost in the Burton stuff, but like... <laughs> I was just like, this is a bit rough. Yeah, small boys elbowed And like Selwood got off um, yeah. as well at the tribunal the other night. Another um, Brownlow protected species. Yeah. Hey, who's to say that Cordy isn't going to win the Brownlow? I mean, exactly. Let's not, let's he not was playing pretty out. well. Oh, well, he but, can't now, but he might have <laughs> polled. <laughs> yeah, he could have. It'll be, inter- it'll be funny to see. But like, <laughs> I just don't, mm, I don't know. I don't want to get too like, we're targeted. But also like, we just don't, because we don't have that prestige or kind of like no. influence in the footy sphere yeah it's like error and like i mean cordy doesn't have the profile that like mitchell or selwood does but it'd be i don't know it'll be interesting to see if one of our like well-respected players in that kind of not to say that cordy and hunter and stuff aren't well-respected but like somebody you know who's kind of like the poster boy so like the bond maybe yeah maybe i want to see the bond whack someone and see if he gets suspended <laughs> Is what I want, <laughs> just to see, just to test the waters. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. But yeah, Tom Mitchell literally has to like go up on his tiptoes mm. to elbow. Like, there's absolutely no 
like way that what he did wasn't completely intentional. Yeah, yeah. And the problem I find with the MRP or the MRO, whatever the hell anagram it is now, I feel yeah, I sound MRO. like an old man when I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, it's bloody well, hell. I'm calling now. In the VFL. I mean, well, they used to call it the VFA back then. But. Yeah, exactly. We could just belt blokes behind play <laughs> and move on with our lives. But, like, um, yeah, I just don't really understand how it kind of... Like, it's it's structured so that it's the outcome, not the intent, mm-hmm. which is wrong. Because, like, I could try and punch you in the back of the head and miss. doesn't make me any less of a shithead. Yeah. Because I've tried to punch you in the back of the head, you know what I mean? Whereas if I accidentally kind of, like, put, like you know, fall into you or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, accidentally throw my elbow back and knock you out, then I'm, like, I don't know. I just don't, and it just like it doesn't match up. Like Burton getting off, yeah. Even though, like, what happened? I mean, Higgins was out before he hit the floor. I mean, mm. like ex Bulldog player, so obviously had a baby that morning. Yeah, um, poor Higo. Yeah, exactly. So you, he like that was crazy. Like the way and like the way that the trainer looked when he was like calling for help and stuff. Like that was a bad, scary, wasn't bad, it? Yeah, scary. Um, and, and I get, understand. I agree. Burton yeah. could have, Burton could have tackled for sure. Hundred percent. Going on a bit off here, but. I don't understand. Like, I'm looking at all the reports and stuff from this season, and we're only, like, what are we, like, four rounds? Yeah, five, five rounds, in. rounds in. Yeah, five rounds in. And I'm like, where is the pattern? Mm. Like, And it's the whole point is that it's one bloke, so it's meant to be, like... Consistent. Consistent, exactly, and I just don't see it. Yeah. And I understand that Cordy elbowed Kale Hooker in the head, and we should try to not elbow people in the head. I respect that. As a general rule, probably, yeah. yeah. And you can apply that to any facet of your life. <laughs> Um, if you're the, like, if it work, yeah, and you're thinking, should I <laughs> elbow my boss? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like in general, like just stop, think, and just be like, oh well, Cordy got a week, so I probably shouldn't. But then, like Mitchell doesn't get a week for like mm. an obviously intentional act. Like I don't understand. So there you go, Michael Christian is blurring the lines in society also, as to whether we should. They didn't care in 1997 about rubbing out Brandon's favorite city, so I don't understand why Mitchell gets a fine. Anyway, Correct. boom. Very um, unhappy. Yep. Unhappy. Shots fired uh, mm. on Wednesday. We can Wednesday. add Michael Christian to our list of yes. podcast enemies. It's getting longer. People have Some people have like friends of the podcast. <laughs> We've got enemies of the podcast. <laughs> so Damien Barrett. Michael Christian. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm trying to Ma- Damien Barrett, Michael Christian. There's one more. I feel like there definitely is somebody else. We can put Kale Hooker on there. Yeah, his true. audition on Home and Away. Yep. Um, a great story that was um, published on Friday on Fox Sports, and I encourage all of our readers to go and all yeah, of well, our listeners I to do, go and I read it. Sorry, it. yeah, I retweeted it um, onto the account. So it's it's a great story about Billy Gowers. Uh, the headline is uh, how caring less has helped Bulldogs rookie Billy Gowers find more in his second chance in AFL. But before it was that title, it had like some Eminem reference. Did you read that? No. It was like um, it was like a line from "Lose Yourself." I wish. You know when you go to the bottom of the article and it says this article was previously published yeah. as? It doesn't it have it. Damn it. Gosh, it was good. I was like, that gets me hyped up listening to like Billy Gowers and Eminem lyrics from early 2000s put in the same sentence. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really cool article. It talks about him getting de- delisted from Carlton and then him rediscovering his love for footy before he jumped back onto the Bulldogs list and... He's been a player that I've been pretty impressed with at the start of the year. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. And I wasn't aware as well. His dad played in a premiership for Hawthorne. Yeah, I totally didn't know that either. You'd and think yeah, the commentators his, would be all over that. They mm, and his to, grandpa played for Richmond. So, like, he's, like, from a footy family, which I think is pretty interesting. Like, I wasn't... Yeah, it's one of those things that they bring up basketball background and if your dad played. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're the two things... Did you know that Pickens' dad used to play football? 
Really? That's <laughs> crazy. They seem like they know that. And Dunkley is another one. They just seem to keep barking we've, on oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, true. We've got a lot of, um, like, I mean, jokes aside, but, like, um, we do have a lot of, like, sons yeah. of former players. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, of our own. But then, yeah, with Dunkley and Pickin and now Gowers, who I didn't realise, um, where have you seen... Are we the family club. We are literally. I found the um the original title of the article. Oh yes. It's <laughs> it says after being chewed up and spat out of the system in a short time, Billy Gowers has got on with his life. So chewed up and spat out for all of our Eminem fans out there. Oh okay. A bit of lose yourself. Um, you a bit of an Eminem fan. Um, I can't say. I used to be able to rap all of yeah. Lose Yourself. That was yeah, like my party trick. I, I question whether you are a true fan. That's like no, the, I, the, the only one. song. <laughs> and oh, that one that he did with Dido as well, because I was a big Dido fan. Dido? What was... Oh, okay. We're going off track. Let's review the game on the weekend. Um, pretty... It was it was awful. Uh, yeah. Watched, I took... I missed a party on Saturday night. I was like, nah, this is the game that the dogs... You, it's social butterfly. Yeah, I know. I committed to the show. Um, no, so I went apologies, Fiona. To, yeah, true. No, I um, I'm a good friend, and I uh, went. But to, a terrible supporter. No, I said to my friend whose birthday it was, I was like, I don't think you understand what this mm. means. Like, this is my present to you. Yeah, my like other people aren't as. And there's a few people there being like, "Oh, you're here on the Bulldogs <laughs> play," and I was like, "Yep." And then I was checking the scores, oh. and I watched a little. I did go into a corner and watch a little bit on my phone, but like. I was watching it and was like, oh, oh boy. Mm. Um, I'd rather try and mingle with ex-high school classmates yep. than watch this. And that's really saying something. So, <laughs> yeah, like, it's a cool. Yeah, it was a bit... Um, no, I had lots of... If anyone from the parties, I had lots of fun. It was a really nice time. Yeah. Really nice to catch up. But my dad did text me <laughs> being like, you are lucky that you're not at home. Yeah, this it was is, horrendous. This is horrible. Um, I did watch the um, the like clip that the AFL put up, on, yeah, just so I could see. Um, and yeah, it was. I was kind of like, I think I like clicked out of the tab just like subconsciously mm. and started doing something else. And then I was like, Hang on, I was meant to be watching that. Like it yep. was just like my brain was like, No. Well, it just <laughs> felt like, um, as the footy analysis that I said I was before, mm. we just seemed mm. like we didn't have any numbers around the ball. Uh, when yeah, they just forward. seem to be like f- like free Fremantle. Yeah, putting the free in Fremantle. Yeah, su- um, supporters. I mean, there were a lot of supporters there, but like um, players on the field. Yeah, and just like no one was covering them off. Mm. Or like uh, there was a few um, on the video. There was like a few entries into the forward fifty, and then all of a sudden, there was just like there was just one guy left to cover like yeah. Michael Walters and someone else, which is like I think Michael Walters has been like under. Appreciated. Big time. I'm not. I'm like. I'm sure we had a plan for him because we're mm. not stupid. But like in general, I think. I mean, I think he gets. He probably gets the attention he deserves in WA. Yeah. I think it's hard with so much footy media based out of Melbourne and so many clubs in Melbourne all the True. time that you kind of forget that he's out there doing his thing. Um, but yeah, difficult circumstances for Fremantle that week as well with like what happened. Yeah, Shane um, Yaron passing Yaren. away. Yeah, terrible. which was really upsetting and especially for, I think my, him and Mike Waters were close so like he, mm. you know, gestured for him and all that sort of stuff. But it's like, Bulldogs are bad luck like last week. It was like Gary Rowan and his yeah. family situation and Fremantle so Carlton players better Yeah, be just, careful this yeah, week. Yeah, be careful. Don't walk under any ladders oh across any black cats. Um, Danny McGinley tweeted, he obviously he's not the banner, banner rider anymore for the Dogs but he'll do a really shonky um, Photoshop job mm. on the banner, but he did put up a really nice one where it was, um, 
it just wrote RIP number 41, hashtag close the gap, which I thought was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tweet was, thinking of the Dockers' extended family in these dark times, so tragic. And I think it feels like whenever we played uh, the Dockers, well, I can think of two times that we played them, there's always a bit of a sentimental value, yeah, like with Pav's last game. Last time, yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, but um, we just didn't show up. Yeah, that was definitely an observation. We just <laughs> looked like they always had numbers forward of the ball and behind the ball. Didn't really stick. Um, I don't know. Tim English played really, really well um, with his disposals, but seemed to get towed up a little bit in the yeah. ruck, and they smashed us in the clearances. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah, if you've got Sanderlands, he's just gonna, he's just he outbodied him. Like he, he, he would have been like another fifty kilos heavier like than him. Yeah. Oh, I look no, because I I did. I feel like I looked him up the other day. I, I think he's like a hundred and thirty kegs. My goodness. 122. So, I mean, obviously he's like over two meters tall and everything, but just um, 122 kilos. Wow. Well, the hitouts for the night, Bulldogs had 18 hitouts and Freo had 61. So, probably explains why we got smashed in the clearances by yeah. so much. Uh, clearances 32 to 37. Okay, so we didn't get smashed by too much, but it definitely felt like when they got the clearances, they were a lot more efficient. And it wasn't the, the narrative of the dogs. Like We didn't look like we were getting it into the forward line. It wasn't like, oh, our inaccuracy has killed us again, or we can't convert. It was just like we couldn't even get it in there. Yeah. The third quarter, we didn't have it in our inside 50 until like the last five minutes. Mm. So, yeah, it was uh, pretty crap. What can we take <laughs> out of the positives out of the game? Look, it was a little bit more... You know, difficult. Yeah. I feel like this was a particularly bad loss. And we're pretty but optimistic noticed, fans as well. Yeah, like you have to be. Otherwise, you just get stuck in this like spiral. <laughs> yeah. um, we scored more goals than points. That's a huge plus. So, um, look, seeing that by itself, I was like, that's something. Billy Gowers, two goals, zip. That's very impressive. It's those new boots that he's put on. Yeah. Uh, his Instagram, they put up. They're just working wonders for him. Yeah, just so keeps getting better and better. Um, and like Tom Boyd coming back, I think, was the best... Oh, like sort of good news thing. Him to kicking come out. the the first goal for oh, the dogs. Oh, a massive goal! As and well. then all the players. I think all seventeen other players on the ground went and scruffled his hair. Um, yeah. Oh, what is going on with his hair? Well? <laughs> he looks like he's going to go be an extra on a samurai film. <laughs> yes. When you've got footy at seven, but like yeah, Kill and Bill then, Volume Two. <laughs> and even he's like dirty little goatee as well. Yeah, Don't it's interesting. About, but I, he looks kind of like a magician. Or, like, in a video game, he's going to sell me potions for my quest. <laughs> or, like, you see him standing in the corner, he's got, like, a side quest for you and stuff. Like. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. Mm. Um, that was probably all the highlights. Tim English, disposal-wise, was okay. We put up a poll on our Facebook um, what was a bigger positive out of the game, and the overwhelming um, responses were that Tom Boyd's game, even though he, he only kicked two goals, but he presented really well and it looked like and he had confidence. I think he kicked eight goals all up. I think there it was like go. two for him, two for Gowers. Mm. So I'm like, well, if him and Gowers are kicking half our goals, that's kind of what you want. Yes. Um, but we would like more of them. Mm. <laughs> and I think like just seeing him lead up and back himself from 50 out. Yeah, was, that was awesome. Was I really enjoyed watching that. And uh, like, oh, because I heard that pe- like they, he'd been booed and I was like, oh, what? And then I realised when I watched the video that it was because he got a free kick mm. for the goal. Because I heard some people like, oh, they were booing Boyd. And yeah. I was like, oh, even Freo supporters aren't yeah, that yeah, bad. Yeah. Like one of my friends lives in Perth and she was like, I don't go to Fremantle <laughs> games because she's like, I'm terrified of the supporters. Oh gosh. The stuff that she said that they were yelling out, I was like, Ooh. I've heard some stuff in my time, but... 
that was like it was just horrible stuff yeah. and i was like oh surely like they wouldn't boo a bloke coming back from like mental health reprieve sort of thing but it was a free kick so i mean yeah. they, I, I think it was a deserved free kick um well, it seemed like but this they week, obviously don't see it like that. <laughs> I think this week it seemed like the umpires in all games were looking after the forward a little bit more. Yeah. I watched the Carlton game and Harry Mackay, McKay, the debutant, was getting so many soft free kicks oh, as a forward. Like third game, wasn't yeah. It? Kicked like four goals or something. Oh, it was his fourth game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looked Debut like for this year. That's right. That's what I was hinting at. Yeah. Um, it just mm-hmm. seemed like they were just handing out frees because I don't know. Maybe that was the I message from the like umpires coach. The like the kind of like grapply stuff. Mm. I'm gesturing here by like pulling yeah. at my t-shirt. Um, like I don't see the point of that or like playing behind and then like putting your arms through and st- like just play in front exactly. if you're a defender. Like it's not that hard. You are going full old school today. Just I play am. in front. Yeah, I actually am. <laughs> just oh, kick geez. it forward. Don't handball. We played, a, we played um, a scratch mask last night at training and I was, I was Easton Wooden and up in the yeah. back row and I was like pointing everyone everywhere. Um, I almost pulled my headphones out there. <laughs> just I need to stop talking with my hand. This really um, needs to be like a video to accompany it as well. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's very the, theatrical um, in, the, in the studio at the moment. Me that I <laughs> like, I can't talk. I need to sit on my hands or something. I'm gonna break <laughs> something in here. Um, but yeah, no, just play in front, and I don't. And like, as it happens a lot with the forwards, and they just get pulled out and stuff. And you can see the, the, end, the hands are back. The you, hands are back. Well, the worst is when like the jumper is stretched, so you yeah. can see through it. And you're looking at the umpire like. <laughs> Champ, like, what's going yep. on? Like, it's just, like, stupidity. Can we just make a point that you said you are going to sit on your hands and that lasted about two seconds before you just started doing a few more hand gestures. So. Yeah, we should do, like, a live stream of this and yep. people can see. Or, like, you know how to have press red for Ed? You can have, like, press red for hand cam and it'll just be your <laughs> hands just going. <laughs> yeah. like, do a a Bit of sign language or something? Yeah, I, maybe I should learn sign language. Yeah, maybe. cool. We're an inclusive studio, so that's what we need to yeah, include all of our cool. listeners. Let's, um, let's talk about oh, what... Speaking of sign language... And football just quickly I think it was a ooh I don't want to say the wrong side because I don't want to like I have a feeling it was Collingwood but I can't remember but for press conferences with the coach they have um, an Auslan yeah which I thought was awesome that's pretty sick yeah so that's something that people can definitely get around yeah that was yeah so anyone I can't remember which club it was I have a feeling it was Collingwood but I'm not sure Mm. but could be a cool thing to write to the club yeah and um, request one because I think that is a really good idea for sure. Um, let's have a look at what happened in the twos. The mm-hmm. We lost to Geelong down in GMHBA Stadium by 19 points. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the school. correction. This is old school week. Uh, <laughs> any players? Oh, Shane Biggs again. Yeah, every single time. Players. You drop him and mm. he smashes it and then you bring him back and mm. he doesn't do a lot. I want to see I want to see Shane Biggs come in and then they just say, okay, if you have a bad game, that's fine. We're going to yes, keep you. Yes, I think they just need to be a bit more consistent with it. Mm. And maybe, yeah, I'm not sure. Because it, it is a, a selection, again, I don't know where they'll be going with this. But, mm. yeah, again, he, everything. And, like, nine marks is pretty impressive. Significant, well. isn't it? Yeah. Tom Campbell had 32 hitouts, which is huge considering we only had 16 hitouts against Frio. So he might be... A sneaky little in for the week, uh, and the other player that we talk about a fair bit is Lewis Young. Uh, he had a had an okay game. He played had eighteen disposals and seven marks, but yeah, he was sort of touted as the next big thing late last year, and hasn't has yet to debut um, for the Dogs this season. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, maybe he might come in. I think um, particularly it's going to be difficult for us because we don't know if Cruises 
coming mm. back or not because he's um having his fitness test this week. I think if Cruiser comes back, I'd like Roughhead to come back. Well, that's I it. Think. Roughhead and Trengo both played in the two, so yeah. poor Tom Campbell's probably going to have to earn his spot over those two. You'd think. Yeah, exactly. I think we just need to bring in one of the other big rucks. dogs. Like yeah, either Roughhead or Campbell potentially. Trang, of, I don't know, but I feel like we just need someone, especially like Tim English must be tired. Yeah, I know. Like he must shouldering be the, all the ruck duties. Basically, much. yeah, exactly. Like he's getting, but he's like the number one ruckman at the moment. Mm. So like, I think he'll just be shattered, and especially after like, even if you're not winning the hitouts, or maybe you'll stay down a couple of times, like. Just looking at Aaron Sanderlands and being oh. like, I am about to slam my body into, like, the bunyip is just like, what? Like, I, you'd be shattered. Like, you would be so shattered. You would and be it's unfortunate. Petrified. I was hoping for him and Aaron Norton, like, coming home to WA, like, probably their first time that we'd get to play, like, in mm, front of true. their family at home. Um, I was hoping that we could have kind of helped them out a bit more so they could have had, like, a really pleasant homecoming, but soon. Soon they will. Very soon. Uh, next up, the dogs have got a bye, so they don't play next oh, week, really? but then they'll play Richmond on the 5th of May, 7pm at the VU Witten Oval, so that'll be a cracking oh. night. Is that a Friday or a Saturday game? Saturday night. So Ooh. Saturday night at VU Witten Oval, the lights will be on, it'll be fantastic. Make sure you get down there, um, mm-hmm. and hopefully we can get back on the winner's list. Yeah, that would be nice. I feel like Footscray kind of just like, hmm. Hmm. like they're... they're Doing what they need not to here, do. Not here, not there. Yeah, exactly. No, neither here nor there. Uh, what <laughs> happened? So the VFL women's had a yep. packing match on the weekend. They played against Geelong as well. Yeah. Wasn't we great. lost, um, yeah, about 100 to 2. There wasn't any really... The annoying thing was there wasn't a lot of, like, Geelong did a pretty good job Yeah. with their social media in regards. But at the same time, they had, like, the three games on mm. during the day because they... Um, they've got like secondary accounts. I would say Geelong do their social media really well. Mm. I know a couple of the people who do it as well, and they're nice people. One time, let me a phone charger. Oh, so, yeah, very cool. But um, they do a good job. But and their main account, then they kind of like funnel everything through there. So they do a good job of kind of getting everything out. But because it was like a practice match, Bulldogs didn't have much to put out, and I'm not sure who played for us. Yeah, like I like, couldn't find it anywhere either. Because I know Rochelle Cranston played in Geelong, mm-hmm. Geelong side. So that's interesting because that means she's not going to go to Casey. So she probably won't play for Melbourne in the next AFLW. She'll probably play for Geelong. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like someone of like AFLW, like well known. Like I'd argue that like Rochelle Cranston, and especially because of like her dreadlocks and stuff, she's a recognisable AFLW player because yep. she is good and she has like a particular style, whatever. Yeah. Um, I know she played, but I don't know who played. For us, because... Um, Look, I've gotten onto the Geelong Cats site, and it goes best, and it just names Geelong yeah, players. Geelong players, yeah. So, I don't know whether that's them saying that there were no West, good Western Bulldogs players, or whether they were just like... Just very Geelong-focused, I think. Very Geelong-focused. Yeah. Fair but, enough. Um, I'm not sure, because, like, Jenna Button, for example, is going to be playing for Williamstown. Mm. And, I mean, a lot of it's to do with not the fact... I mean, especially... I mean, there's no danger, because Williamstown don't have an AFL club or an AFLW club, obviously, yeah. um, that she'll leave the Bulldogs. But a lot of it has to... There's a point system um, in the VFLW for who, um, like, AFLW players and, like, what tier they are. Right, and okay. Like a point. So you can only have so... You're only allowed so many yeah, points. Yeah, so many points. But, like, some... When you play, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. it's, like, when you play some teams, like, last year when, like, a Darabin and a Melbourne Uni would play together, they were allowed to have more AFLW players because they had... Cause both clubs yeah. had a similar amount whereas if um, one of those clubs was to play like Hawthorne who had one AFLW player on their list they couldn't 
have as many. Gotcha. So I'm pretty sure. It's like it's really convoluted. I'm shocked yeah. at maths anyway. And I was like, <laughs> I remember reading about <laughs> it and being like, mmm, cool. Like, <laughs> straight over, straight my, over head. my head. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm not sure who played for the Bulldogs in the VFLW, but I imagine we'll get some kind of. IFLW. And I imagine people like Naomi Ferris and stuff would have yeah. played like Spurs players and stuff. But yeah, I really have no idea. Mm. Um, and it was only a practice match, so exactly we might have played like the like more um, players like further down on the list just to be like, hey, you haven't played any footy this year. Yeah. So who are the the main? Do- so you've got Katie Brennan and Libby Birch play at Darabin. Mm-hmm. Are there any other main Western Bulldogs players? Brooke a Lachlan? lot of them are at Melbourne Uni. Right. Like Brooke Lachlan's at Melbourne Uni. Ellie Blackburn. Um, Ellie Blackburn at Melbourne Uni. Um, uh, Jess Anderson, who featured a few times. Bailey Hunt, Mm -hmm. one of our rising star nominees from the year before. Um, There's like a heap. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on all the AFL women's listed players. Yeah, especially with Melbourne Uni and North. Because Melbourne Uni are going to play as Melbourne Uni this season. And the next VFLW season, they'll be North VFLW. Um, And so it'll be interesting... To see who will sort of... I mean, Emma Carney, obviously, <laughs> going to be at Melbourne Uni now. Don't have to worry about that. Fresh but, wound. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see who goes where. Yeah. But I, I, I have a feeling we didn't really have... Because there wasn't a lot of, like, social media fanfare from the Bulldogs, mm. I'm imagining it was like, hey, we're just keeping you updated what happened. Yeah. Like, we're not going to bury it, but <laughs> it wasn't, like, that big yeah. of a deal. Just a pracky match. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's move on to Nuffy of the Week. Last week, Stephen won Nuffy of the Week overwhelmingly. Uh, he had eight angry reacts. Wow. Um, his, so his one was so funny. It was like, you're lucky I am going home on a boat oh, yeah, and it's unsteady. One. Otherwise, you would really <laughs> cop it. You're an effing sea head. I have walked three Ks out of my way thinking about what you have said Give it away, mate. You have no idea. <laughs> what do you think we should do with Red Path? Uh, so he goes on. So, Stephen. Yeah, that's not even the whole thing. That that's was the best part. Yeah. So, Anthony, champion, well done. Um, you win Nuffy of the Week. This this week, though, we've got two two new nominees. There was no shortage of Nuffies after our performance on the weekend. Mm. That's the only good thing about losing on the weekend. You're like, all right, Nuffies are going to be easy to find. Uh, Tristan goes on a little bit of a rant. Um and he says, all right, I've had enough. I'm so sick of this team putting in shocking efforts. And you know who was at the centre of all this mess? Luke Beveridge, spelt <gasps> wrong. We won the flag oh, in 2016. That's an interesting way to spell Beveridge. Sure, it's B-E-V-R-I-G-E. So, Beveridge. Beveridge. Uh, we won the flag in 2016, and now we can't even beat bloody Freo, exclamation mark, a few Times exclamation marks. Six. I'm done with this team. I'm cancelling my membership and getting a refund so I can buy a Richmond one. At least they can win game. At least they can win games. Hashtag go dogs. Feeling annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Me too, Tristan. Tristan. Um, I don't even... Re- I wonder whether he actually got a refund. Like, surely the club's like, mm, nah. I don't think you can get <laughs> no. your membership refunded. Yeah. Um, like, I, don't, I just don't think it literally works like that. And one of the things that I love about this is that he says, like, they won the flag in 2016 and now we can't even beat Fre- beat Freo. We didn't even beat Freo in 2016. Yeah, we, we lost only them. beat them once and then we lost them directly before yeah. the final. So... If that's anything to go by, we'll win the flag this year. It's fine. Yes. True. <laughs> or we've now got a month of brilliant football in it. Yes. But we've got, like, Carlton, Brisbane... Gold Coast, Gold Coast in there. Collingwood coming up. Yeah. So, four very winnable games. We'll be like we the Sydney of last Anyone year. can, any, on any given day, anybody can win. That's it. You just uh, got to show up and play a role. 
Spot on. And our second nomination was from Chris. Chris said, uh, Cripps puts Bontempelli in capitals to shame at this point in his career. Chris, where do you start with that? Like, Bont's won two best and fairests. He won the best and fairest in the year that we won the premiership. He's won a premiership. Um, But he just doesn't, like, back it up. Yes, Cripps is a good player, but... Not that good. Yeah, but also, like, I think it's stupid to kind of pit... People are so obsessed with, like, oh, Fife, Dangerfield, Martin, who's going to join them next? And then it's like, oh, the young people, I'm going to pit them against each other and that sort of, like, it's almost as if they're different players with different attributes and, like, different... And, like, yes, Bontempelli is not having the output that I want or expect of him, given that we know how well he can play. Yeah. But, like... Not getting too much help in the middle, either. It literally, like, weeks a long time in football... And, like, Cripps could have a shocker next week. Bonaparte could play really well. And then it's like, ooh. Yeah. But it's, like, they're young men. Like, yeah. we can... Like, that's the other thing, is that you're like, oh, like, Fife, uh, Daniel Field, um, and Martin, the other bloke. Um, and they're, like, that little bit older. And particularly Dangerfield. I think Dangerfield's, like, 20... Mm. Oh, he's a dad. So, I'm going to look it up. I don't want to be rude. Be, like, late 20s, if not 30. I don't think he's 30. He is 28 years old. Boom. Born, do you know he was born in Moggs Creek? Yeah. Were you aware of that? Surely. You, I can't tell if you're being serious right now. Uh, that's um, all the time. No. Yes. The boy yeah. from Moggs Creek. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, good, that's, good, that was good. my joke. Um, <laughs> it just came up on the thing. But um, yeah, interesting. Like a lot older. Bonapelli is 22. Yeah, 22. Yep. So six years. Crazy. And they're like, when's the end of the oh, Look at what Dangerfield can do. Like blah, mm. blah. Like oh, in six years. Yeah. If he's doing that, then I'll be like, sick. Yeah. Um, to the medical room from the weekend, Tori Dixon, moderate grade hamstring injury, four to six weeks. Uh, Aaron Norton, copped a bit of an elbow to the to the face. Uh, it was a pretty bloody affair, but he had, all he got was a laceration to his chin and no concussion. So that's good news. Yeah. He'll be back to training this week. The old chin laceration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shaki returns to full training at the end of this week after he injured his ankle in the VFL last week. So hopefully we might see him getting back to playing some full games soon. Mm, that'd be nice. Um, our favourite man, Jack Redpath, has a bit of general soreness in his knee. That's the knee that he obviously did his ACL, so um, could be out for one to two weeks, which is a shame. I thought he was playing some really good football. Yeah, no, it is a shame. I think uh, he's... Yeah, it's nice to have, like, a big body there, and I think... Yeah. Um, yeah, he takes the pressure off the other players which agreed is nice. and even if he's not pegging goals i think he's in the leadership group so he obviously yeah, offers a him. lot to the team yeah for sure and our last one is hayden crozier how do we do we agree crozier crozier, crozier. Like, yeah, yeah you put like oh a french gosh. spin on it and a crozier um hayden crozier uh mm. his medial cruciate ligament injury has been pretty good the report is that he could be uh, available for selection this week. So, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be cool to have him be back. Be cool to see him back, yeah. He might... Um, I feel like he might end up... If, depending on how his fitness is, mm. he might have to go back through the VFO just to um, make sure he doesn't... True. Like, keel over. Um, but that is good news. It's nice to have somebody, like, coming back. Because... Especially because, like, you know, I think he's a good recruit. Yeah, and I agree. I'd like to see him play football. 100%. And he has been injured. 
This week we take on Carlton, as we mentioned on Friday night. Eddie had uh, for our first Friday night game of the year. It's going to be very, very exciting. It's the food truck night. Oh, so food make sure trucks. you don't have dinner before you go. Yeah, it's like that's the cool and hip thing that you know, the Western Bulldogs are onto. What? What? I don't know. That's just what where, it's been marketed where do, as. Where are they going to put them? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, are they going to take over where the hot jam donut thing is? Well, that's a outside. food truck in itself, isn't it? Yeah. It is a truck that serves food. It's just not trendy. <laughs> yeah. Bloody not, hipsters. I know. Bloody gentrification of Footscray. That's, it's gone all the way to Etihad Stadium. Mm. They're going to gentrify that. No, we just bring hot dogs in a thermos. That's our thing. Do you do that as well? Yeah. I thought I was. I thought we were the only family no. that does it. Oh, my God. We have so much in common. Um, I have to, like, put my fingers into the thermos no, until no, I no. burn my finger. Mm-mm, do you go thong- uh, tongs? We have a special pair of mini tongs <sighs> that we take with us. And we put them in the thing. Yeah, one because time, why would you pay $10 for like a, a chips? No, the first time I ever went to the football, as a child, it was against Melbourne. We lost. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad bought me and him a pie itch and like chips and it cost us so much money. Yeah. And he was like, we're never doing it again. <laughs> and so we just bring our hot dogs in the thermos now. That's and so one time good. we were at a Geelong game and then on the way home, it was one day we drove in. And so we put on ABC Grandstand because mm-hmm. we're an ABC radio family. When we're not listening to Sin, of course. course. And um, and the man called up to like the post show bit, and he was like, "Today, I was sitting next to these two bulldog supporters, like a man and his daughter, and they they pulled out like because we <laughs> we get the rolls and we pre mustard and sauce them. No way! At home. Before you go yeah. to the and then oh, you don't have to do anything. Level. Yeah, so we pre mustard and sauce them. Put cheese on him if you yep. want to eat cheese. Yeah. Um, Put the like, and then you get the hot dogs out from the thing. Get your tongs. Put the thing. And he was like, you know, I thought they were going to pull out a table. And, <laughs> and they're like, wow, that's so cool. And he was like, yeah, they were really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So Melbourne fans do cheese boards and wine platters. We do hot dogs. That's yeah, the hot Western dogs. Bulldogs thing. But yeah, uh, food trucks interesting. I don't know. I wonder if there's a if there's a hot dog van there. We're going to put them out of service because we'll there'll just be a- like a Biggie Smalls one because that's of it, Shane yeah. Dealey, I reckon. Um, do do we get discounts at his joint? Because I walk past it, it sometimes Shane? on Smith Street, and I'm like. I've got my Bulldogs membership. Like, I'm pretty sure we get a discount. Who is, so, who owns it? Shane Delia. No idea. He's like a Bulldogs <laughs> ambassador. I've never seen he's someone that's so disappointed and he's like, I don't know. He runs this, like, kebab joint on okay. Smith Street. It's, like, trendy. Yeah. I don't know. They play rap music in there. Uh, and that's, I think that's pretty unique a, to play rap music in a... I have a, a feeling we get, like, a discount if you're a member. But, like, I've never been in there and been like, huh. And then, like, the poor kid working at the counter would be like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> so I'll just I go just, in, like, fully decked out in Western Bulldogs clothes and say, I demand to speak said. to Shane. <laughs> I want to speak to Mr. Delia. I'm just like... <laughs> Even though I just admitted on the show that I don't know who he is. <coughs> Sorry, Shane. Uh, let's let's talk about the game because the Dogs have won Food four. Trucks yeah, four of the last five against the Blues. And oh. the Blues are yet to defeat the Bulldogs under Brennan Bolton. Huh, so, huh. Cop that. Carlton. So we've got history on our side, which is great. Um, mm. Be a very fascinating game for our Nuffy of the Week, Chris, who um, said that Crips is better than Bontempelli. So I reckon... Bontempelli Crips. Yeah, Bontempelli Crips. Crips is coming off a little bit of a bigger game. He had 34 disposals, mm. but... Um, yeah, yeah bon- he's tearing it up. He's in my fantasy team. So oh, yeah. a close eye on uh, Patrick Crips. It's, an, it's, a, it's a hard one because I feel like I had um, Michael Walters in my super coach. Oh. Did really well on the weekend. Yeah. I had my, five as well. And I was like, you know what? Gone- Badly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Fife's best ever game. <laughs> it's just like on the weekend. I don't, I'm not even that mad. I'm mad that the dogs are losing. At but least I'm winning. Supercoach. It's the yeah. It's the thing of like investing your emotions into Correct. other little nooks and crannies just to like spread your misery out. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
No, inter in interesting. It'll be yeah, Cripps. Hmm, he's a is he's massive as well. Yeah, he's quite tall. Um, I came into my work one day and was really polite. Yeah, ordered, he seems ordered like a salad. A, he and looks he was like a tall. choir boy. Yeah, like yeah, he has that little like, that. you know, rosy cheeks. I don't know. He just like hmm. he like it. So we have to take down names at work or whatever, and. Um, I his friend ordered first and I was like oh sorry can I just take a name for the order and then he gave me his name I don't know it could have been Jeff and then he got up to order and he went to give me his name I was like no no I know who you are did you actually say I was that? Like, oh, I think I said something like it's Patrick isn't it? and he's like yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny it's uh, it making cool. really kind of look dead <laughs> in his eyes like don't say anything You're just like <laughs> like white Patrick on the cup looking dead into I his eyes I know who you are and like slightly the kid lives <laughs> at the same time really freaking me out if he comes into your work before the game, you've yeah. got to do that. Just really I'll put him off. Put him off. Like, put just something really odd that won't get out of his head. Mm. And he'll be standing there ready for the clearance and he'll just like... Or he'll see you in the crowd. He turns <gasps> and he sees you and you're like making eye contact I'll with do. him from the stands. The and salad like, is cursed and like if he's going to take a set shot, I'll be like, if you take a set shot in that second quarter though and you eat this salad... Uh, yeah, you're gonna miss it. Weird. You're gonna miss it. Like it's cursed salad. Sorry. Just do something, and the fogger is also cursed. <laughs> but like, just like, contains potassium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you should just say something really odd to him, and then really, oh, like yeah, make sure you get a spot like close to the boundary, mm. and then um, yeah, if he turns around and looks at you, and you're just like, <laughs> remember, remember me, me Patrick. <laughs> uh, and then has um, that salad sitting? Yeah, exactly. And then he just. Oh. <laughs> Really freak out and have a bad game. Perfect. Uh, the last thing we'll leave it on is that Cruiser might be returning, which is, uh, uh, I don't know, I hope he doesn't play. I did have him in my super coach and got rid of him because he got injured. Yeah. So I didn't even want him to play. Yeah, I've got Gorn and Grundy as well. Yeah, works. same. So good. Yeah. Um, Cruiser, Waitering, Weedering. Kennedy. Waitering? Yeah. Oh my have god, I'm so bad at pronouncing. You actually, Maybe I just don't listen to enough footy. That's and I just your read K it. KPI. <laughs> or K, what, what's RFI? Room RFI? for improvement. Room for improvement. Okay, if gotcha. I was going to do your mid-season review, <laughs> your number one RFI would be pronunciation <laughs> of people's names. I can't believe you've never heard Wheatering before. Jacob Wheatering. Yeah, yeah, no, it is Wheatering. I don't know it why is I said Wheatering. definitely Wheatering. Oh, there you go. I'm Jacob Wheatering for you to improve your <laughs> pronunciation skills. Your, your room for improvement would be less enemies of the show. I think we, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough fans of the show to be <laughs> having a... We need our list of enemies of the show to be less than our list of fans of the show. Okay. Uh, Marchbank could be back and Cam O'Shea. So uh, it could be a different looking Carlton team that uh, Carlton are coming off a They played loss. pretty well. They played okay. GWS. That's the Sorry. worst thing is that I'm like... Not GWS. West, West Coast. Coast. My bad. They are due for a win. Well, they're 0-5 at this, this point of the season. The Dogs are 1-4. Four, four. Four. I'm getting around the wrong way. But yeah, hopefully they go 0-6. I think the Dogs should win this one. Pretty comf comfortably. Because, mm, as you said, the Carlton are due for a win. I think the I dogs just, are also due for some success. I just don't know. Ooh. I just don't know anymore. I don't know what is what with football anymore. <laughs> what is life? Yeah, I'm just like... It's like a mournful song playing in the back of my head. People are like, oh. you okay? You're looking a bit down today. You're like, bulldogs, man. Something that's uh, very exciting is we have our very first guest on the show today. Uh, we have Ness. Ness is from the Bulldogs Pride Group. She is one of the founding members of the Bulldogs Pride Group, Ness. Uh, and we're going to jump into that interview right now. So here it is. I suppose first off, I just wanted to start with saying, um, how did you become a Western Bulldogs fan? And maybe what, were your, what are your first memories of uh, being a Western Bulldogs supporter? Okay. 
So I'm a Western Bulldogs fan by default. My dad was a mad Bulldog supporter. He migrated to Australia in 1954, ironically, and had to pick a team. So hence it was ingrained into my blood from when I was born. Mm -hmm. So that's about the best one. And then my mum married him and she became a Bulldog supporter and my kids as well by default have sort of become Bulldog supporters as well. So my eldest and my youngest are are pretty... uh, Pretty mad Bulldog supporter, the middle one not so much, but um, yeah, all three of them are, if they're going to follow a team, they'll follow the Bulldogs. Awesome. And um, do you have any memories that stick out in particular over your time as a Western Bulldogs fan? I do, I have a couple. Um, probably going to the Wick Oval when it was still the Western Oval, probably when I was about nine or ten, and we, we would be lucky to get 2,000 people at the, Wick no- at the Western Oval in those days for games, and I was lucky enough to be able to just walk around the ground and my dad could watch me because we didn't have that many people wandering around but I also was very fortunate to have touched the football that Simon Beasley kicked his 100 goal on in 1985 so that was a pretty special moment I was 11 at the time 13 at the time so that was a pretty big pretty big thing (laughs) definitely Um, and what did the 2016 grand final mean to you that's probably the hardest things to put into words um, because I think as a lifelong Bulldog supporter, I just never, ever thought I would see the day. And even now, 18 months later, it still seems quite surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the most amazing day to experience. I was fortunate to have get, got tickets with my eldest and my daughter. Mm-hmm. And we were actually at the MCG, so it was the most emotional and fulfilling and wow moment I think in my life I was 44 at the time and (laughs) that it actually we finally got a premiership I I would quite happily not worry tomorrow if we never got another one because (laughs) I finally got to see one (laughs) I know there's a lot of other people who are quite disappointed in our performance at the moment but I just keep thinking as a long term supporter it doesn't really doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. 2016 is never going to be replicated, and we'll never we'll never get that winning from seventh and that camaraderie mm-hmm. and the spirit that Bevo um, pretty much installed in our club, along with a lot of other people. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I would like to talk a little bit about the Bulldogs Pride Group. You're a member of oh. the the group. How did it come about? And maybe just tell us a little bit about what it is. Okay, so how it came about was there was just a few people who managed to connect on Facebook and we all realised that we were all LGBTIQ identifying Mm -hmm. and that we're all Bulldogs fans as well. Um, And I think it came at a good time um, because there was a lot of social media hype about the Bulldogs in 2016 and we've connected on that basis and we all come from different backgrounds. Um, The oldest member is my mum, who's nearly 72. And um, my daughter's also a member, so we've got three generations in Bulldog Pride. We don't live anywhere near the football ground or anything like that, so we do a lot of travelling. We live in the Arrow Valley, but again, yeah, so we don't even live near the ground. So, (laughs) as as I said, we're we're quite passionate. Yeah. yeah, um, And it's just a great way to connect and another way to be involved with other supporters. I know I've not ever experienced it, but I know other LGBTIQ people have experienced some hate and not very pleasant experiences at other games um, mm-hmm. over the years. And I think particularly with the women's football coming in as well, it's a very good time to have started um, a supporter group based around that because it's a very different atmosphere as well and we have a lot of identifying LGBTIQ players in our team and amongst other players. So mm-hmm. I think it's a really good 
connection between the group and the women's league coming into the foray as well at the same time. Yep. Um, and in terms of like the group's aims in the future, what does it kind of look like for the, particularly for making it more inclusive for the LGBTIQA group? Um, what do what what do you see going into the the near future for for the Western Bulldogs and the the Pride group? We're just trying to get um, some interest, I guess. We've mm-hmm. got at this stage a fair few members on board, but we're a fairly new LGBTI group. Yeah. Um, we're actually having a stall at the Pride Cup, which is oh, this Saturday at Yarra Glen, um, and I believe there'll be other um, supporter similar groups there as well. So we're just trying to let people know that we're here and if you want to contact us, we're easily found on Facebook. If they go to Bulldog Pride, there's no S on the end, just mm-hmm. make sure that people look for Bulldog Pride. And we've got we've got all people, we've got allies, it's not necessary people who identify as LGBTIQ, uh, lots of allies. We often have drinks before the games, um, before the women's games we're having barbecues. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just varies. We have various events and meetups and so forth and if people want to make suggestions or come along and join us we're easily contactable on facebook awesome and so just for the people that um don't really understand so allies that's if you don't identify as lgbtiq you can still come along and um absolutely absolutely oh fantastic we're open to everybody awesome so just again to get in touch with you they can go on uh your facebook it was bulldog pride and they can also tweet to you and get on instagram is that right Absolutely. All Bulldog Pride, they're fairly easily found. Facebook's probably the easiest if mm-hmm. you just search for Bulldog Pride and then you'll be able to find the links to the other social media platforms. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Ness, for the interview um, and hopefully might see you uh, at a few games and hopefully the Western Bulldogs can find a bit more of that 2016 success, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Thanks very much for your time. Have a lovely day. Thank you for that interview, Ness, so much. I enjoyed it. Caleb did a really wonderful job. Right, thanks, Ness. Told Andrew you to say that. Denton, <laughs> the new Andrew Denton, maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, Mike Sheehan. Mike open Sheehan. Mike. Open Caleb. That's me. Awesome. Ugh. Anyway, that is all, on that note. All <laughs> we have. That is all we have time for. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Kennelcoff Pod and like us on Facebook at the Kennelcoff and rate us on iTunes and do all the nice stuff. Yeah. Um, if you have anything to say to us, please say hello. If you want to get cool. interviewed as well, you can. Yeah, send literally. Us a, send us a DM. Slid, slide into these DMs, as the kids are saying, and um, it would be extremely cool to do anything with anyone. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs>